Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, guys, we are going live in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Hero's Journey. No guest today. You just have to sit through Annabelle and I shooting from the hip and uh and we're shooting fast shooting fast rapid fire no but um again like we always say like subscribe to the podcast um if you find it helpful share it um we're trying to grow our twitter audience by the way it's kind of low our tweeter's low so help out twitter uh youtube we are starting to have more with the interviews um video because of zoom and and all that, so you you'll you know actually be able to. Some people just like seeing the video versus just audio. Yeah, and we're not sponsored by Zoom yet. Yet, <laughs> there's a big yet in there. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, we thought this would be a hopefully a very helpful episode. I think so. We're not gonna go through a lot of statistics or research because a lot of this we've already covered in the past. Up to this one will be twenty ish episodes, so Yeah, twenty two episodes. Yeah. So and uh but I think these are really helpful because we talk a lot about mindset and just knowing knowing things. So what we have for you today is ten things that we wish we would have known prior to starting our health and fitness journey. Now we had a lot. We had to actually squeeze it down to ten. There were so many, but we really do think this is a, a yeah, ba- there's a lot. This is a banger list here. Um, and we are going to start from, I guess, descending order. We're going to start at 10 and work our way down to one. That way, maybe, you know, if you don't know how to use the fast forward button, you have to kind of sit through some of these <laughs> to get to our number one. But they're we all good. able that feature. You have to sit through the whole thing. But they're all really good. Um, so starting at number 10, again, on 10 things we wish we would have known prior to starting our health and fitness journey. Start us off with number 10, Annabelle. It's a journey, not a destination. So, journey's in our name, but you would have thought before, or like that most people would consider health and fitness a journey, but man, I did not. Nope. I was the destination kind of guy. It was, well, first of all, I was I was never consistent until recently when I got to physical ther- therapy school and started actually learning a lot about the body. And so, unfortunately, I feel like my journey started a little bit later in terms of consistency. But man, before that, it was you do this uh, workout in the fall with a baseball team, and then you stop. And then oh, you buy a little cookie cutter cookie cutter program before summer, and you work out for two months, and then you stop. And you're you're always seeing it as like I just do this for a short amount of time. I'll hit what I quote unquote think I want, so to speak, as in terms of like a destination, and then you stop. And it's not that way. No, I I agree. Or you would start different programs or different things, and then, all right, I got the results that I wanted. It's like you never, you never saw the bigger picture. You know, it's like you think of a race, and you say, okay, my goal is to run a mile, and that once I hit that mile, I'm done. But then you realize, man, it's a marathon. You're doing this for the rest of your life. Okay, you hit your goal of 405. You hit your goal of certain number on the scale. You hit your, but and you're like, okay, I'm done. Boom. One of the things that I that I kind of see a lot. So like I ask my patients when I when I see them like, do you exercise 
beyond your activities of daily living? You know, like I, I don't even care if it's walks, but are you doing something beyond just doing things in the house and around the yard? And you know what they say most of the time, Annabelle? I used to. Back in high school, I, I was, I did this, or a couple of years ago, I did Weight Watchers and, you know, went to the Y. Well, what have you been, what have you been doing currently? It's almost like if they're seeing their fitness or their health is like, I hit that destination. I did that for a while. Does it not still carry over? And it's like, no, this thing no. is a journey. You can't just check a box and say, I got fit and then I'm good the rest of my life. Or I'm seeing it as terms of these stop and goes stop and goes well it kind of just reminds you of you, you hear about a lot of those pro athletes where like we'll talk about football for instance their goal is to i want to win a super bowl and then after they they get there or or they're they're wanting to compete in the olympics and then once they get there it's like they're almost hit with depression it's like well, now what do i even do with my life it's just they were so consumed with the destination which is that's wrong but that but you got to think it's bigger than that so I think one thing if we can just impart to everyone listening here is even if you've started, just make sure you're seeing it as a process and a journey. And again, we're always trying to get people to see themselves as the hero in their mm-hmm. own journey. But think of it that way and think long-term, not short-term. Yeah, and you can have goals along the way and Absolutely. different stop points. But that's what it is. It's a stop point. But you keep going. You keep going. So... I think that's a great mindset shift and it actually will help you enjoy the process too, where you actually enjoy eating good. You enjoy going to the gym. You enjoy doing more, um, activities and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. What's on that one, doc? All right. So that was number 10, number nine, man, this one was big for me. (sighs) You are not going to look like a bodybuilder. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're not going to look like a bodybuilder. But there's a big but. There's two buts in this one. Lifting will give you more confidence. It will give you a better body. It will give you better health. But if you are going into this mindset of looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger, looking at some of these guys on magazines or gals, let me just tell you right now, you are not going to look like a bodybuilder. A couple of reasons why. Here's the other but. Here's the other but. Yes. So there is a like there's a genetic component to a lot of this some people have way better genetics you can do the same program you can lift the same amount of weight you can do it for the same amount of years and have follow everything to a t and some person is still gonna look way more jacked way more shredded than you because of genetics now that's not to say that you can't improve obviously you you shouldn't or that you shouldn't try to get better But don't look at the cover of these magazines and expect that is the pinnacle of health and fitness. It's not. Most bodybuilders die young. A lot of times because of steroids. So steroids are very prevalent in the bodybuilding space. It's very prevalent in the fitness influencer space. Mm -hmm. No one is going to tell you, I'm on steroids and that's the reason I look like this. Okay, so buy my program and buy my supplements. Why would you, here's a good point, why would you buy a book from a guy who's seven feet tall on how to get taller bro you're not gonna get any taller you're you're, listen it's all in the milk trust me (laughs) so you're not gonna get any taller so you can't change your genetics now you can improve upon them you can look really good but it's gonna take a lot longer than 
that is another point, man. The timing of this. That's why you got to think of it as a journey because yeah. you are you are not going to get ripped and shredded in a year. Or like the whole ninety day tr- body transformation. You can now again. I don't want to dis like I don't want this to be disappointing. You can change your physique. You can lose a bunch of weight. You can get on the right track. You can drastically change how you look. But if you are wanting to like really put on a lot of mass, strength, um, cut a lot of body fat out, you're it's you're gonna it's gonna take years. Yeah. And don't compare yourself. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare yourself to bodybuilders. You're not gonna look like them. They've got drugs and genetics over you. And we please do not take drugs. Do not take drugs. Not only is it bad for your organs, like your kidneys and liver, but it's not good for your tendons. The rate of muscle uh, growth and strength uh, is way faster than what your tendons can um, keep up with. And that's why you have a lot of, you know, muscle and tendon yeah. tears, like those big pec uh, tears or bicep tears or did, rotator did cuff you, tears. Did you hear about that one bodybuilder that said he unfortunately has passed away? He's like, at some point when you get so big, he was big, like, yeah, muscle wise, not big as in fat wise, but he's like, at some point, the body doesn't recognize the difference between fat and muscle. Yeah, because he was big. I can't remember who he was, but sometimes our frames aren't meant to be that big. Now there again, like Dwayne Johnson, he's a genetic outlier. He's also most likely on drugs, but like you're not six six. You don't have that kind of frame. Don't look up to his physique and think that you're going to look like that. And again, you can drastically change your physique and your health. It will give you more confidence. Way more confidence. It will make you stronger and more healthy and have bigger muscles. But guys, let's, we got to cut that out now. Yeah. You're not going to look like that. Stop it. It's only going to make you more depressed. It's only going to make it more. Uh, it's only going to hinder your journey and process if that's what you're aspiring to look like. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was just a, a little. No, I think it needed there. to be cleared up. Because um, to, to, to your point. You see all these influencers, bodybuilders proclaiming all these great results and almost like promising you, but like you said, genetics, roids, all these other factors that go into it. And I'm not going to take away from their hard work. That's not what we're trying to say Because, yes, you still need to go out there into the gym. It's not like you can just start juicing and you're going to wake up ripped. Yeah. There was a study that did look at people that juiced and didn't lift, and they got bigger and stronger than the people that lift oh and take. But again, don't don't do it. <clears throat> All right, Anibal, hit us with number eight. All right. Um <clears throat> lifting can actually help you in your sport, not hinder you. I think a lot of times in lot in most sports you would say it's like, oh no, it's gonna mess up my technique mm. of my sport or my, my form or it's going to hurt me and then I'm going to be I bad. heard that one so much growing up because I play baseball and it was like, why spend time in the gym when you could go practice your swing or working on, you know, drills yeah. or throwing and like trying to build up your arm strength. And it's like, all that's going to do is take time away from that. And then it, and it, and it could change your, your patterns up. Yeah. It could make you not, uh, it can make you less mobile and you won't be able to all these different things. Like I heard that so much. I, I feel like that you hear that in all sports, maybe except for football, maybe less in football and maybe wrestling, but maybe some of the other ones, baseball, you know, soccer, tennis, Things like that where maybe you don't need to be yeah. like 200 pounds of muscle. I mean, even when I was in wrestling, we, it was predominantly uh, calisthenics or carrying your partner. But um, it, we weren't really doing um, like barbell exercises. Gotcha. Not not much. A lot of it was just 
um, fireman carries, carrying your partner, and things like that, and just a lot of calisthenics. But man, we've we've talked about this before. I wish I would have prioritized strength training more for for sports. One of my biggest regrets. I mean, I I look back and say. I am like, it's kind of crazy back when in high school and college, you know, you're just, uh, what is it? A hormonal says pool was testosterone. Like you're just, you're just ready to make gains. And, um, I just blew it. I just didn't do it. I mean, like I did it for whatever the sport for that season was, but nothing consistent, never prioritized it. And honestly, it was kind of like, this is actually hindering you, you know, don't, don't focus on it too much. Get back in the batting cage. And that's one of my biggest regrets. I wish that I were prioritized, and I know for a fact it would have only helped everything else about my sport. Yeah. If you, I mean, again, think about it this way. If you can squat 135 pounds versus 300 pounds, I think you're going to generate a little bit more power out of your legs when you swing or when you kick or when you whatever. Yeah. But again, we don't, we don't, it's not being taught. Especially not at that age, because then it's like, oh well. Here's another one. Oh, stunt your growth spurt, and you're still growing. That's another one too. Like, so you shouldn't be lifting. Uh yeah. That that that's a you know false cons- um, yeah um thing that goes around. But I would say if you can prioritize lifting a little bit more than just adding in more drills and practice to your sport, it is only gonna help. And not that wish I would have known that. Yeah, not that those things aren't important. They are, but this would have really helped you. Yeah. All right. Here's another number seven animal. Number seven. It's gonna blow your mind, guys. You can lose weight without doing cardio. Dun dun dun. How's that even possible, Doc? I feel like this one is not only just commonly like people don't know. It's almost a misconception. It's like when people go to the gym. I mean, look at look at most gyms. What is what type of equipment do you see the most? Like if you look at percentages, you see a lot of cardio equipment. You see le- it's getting the better. Treadmills are you see, everywhere. You see less squat racks, less barbells. Less you have bell- to fight with the squat rack, man. There's like two yeah. in the gym. Now they're getting now it's getting better. I think there's a lot of awareness going out in the space and all that kind of stuff. But if you look at it, there's way more cardio stuff and way more people on those equipment than the other pieces of equipment. Yeah, this gym I used to go to, there was like two squat racks. And you know the people who are using the squat racks, like, bro. Uh, and it's like one deadlift. They're going to roid rage on you and yeah, slap you like out of there. <laughs> one deadlifting platform. And it's like a few uh, bench stations like to actually do bench press. And you're like, come on. Yeah, and some gyms don't even have deadlifting stations and no. stuff like that. It's a lot of uh, those machines. That's what I did a lot back in the day. It's like a lot of those machines. Like, oh, I, I hit bench on the machine. I hit arms and this and that. And just like, ugh. But that's a, that's a common misconception. I would actually say back back in the day when I went on this huge endurance athlete type training program where I was running half marathons and marathons and mm-hmm. biking 30 to 40 miles. And I was really only doing that kind of stuff. Um I lost a lot of muscle. I lost a bunch of weight, but I oh, lost. Oh, that's so true. You, don't you lose lot. muscle first when you do a lot of those high um, endurance sports? You can't. I mean, you can. Obviously not always. But. Um, but a lot of the times you're you're burning calories, not necessarily from a specific source. Like people think cardio burns fat. And it's like, not really. I mean, cardio essentially just burns calories. And it doesn't really necessarily 
care which one is from like it will burn fat obviously but cardio isn't giving you the stimulus to build muscle if that makes sense mm-hmm. so like if you're weight training you're giving the body the stimulus to build muscle but you're also burning calories too so right. there's the difference is cardio doesn't give you that i mean look at the marathoner just look around and then look at somebody who lifts weights and just tell me the difference in their physique and i'm not saying that this is all about physique cardio yeah. is great but it's not the only way to lose weight and you can lose weight without cardio yeah i guess maybe i know we've talked about it in episodes but quickly explain like what's a calorie and why we're saying that you don't need to do cardio to lose weight. Okay. So that leads us into number six. On it's like, our yeah, this is like seven B and then we'll get into sits more into. Yeah. So this is, this is really going to explain the whole, you can lose weight without cardio. So our number six was diets are mostly about calories, either deficit maintenance or, you know, being in a surplus and not necessarily the foods that you eat. Yep. And that's why diets work in terms of changing your body composition. Now we are a huge proponent in eating healthy foods, but that's why you can lose weight without cardio. If you are just in a calorie deficit, which calorie is a unit of energy, think of calorie as fuel. Mm-hmm. If you are giving your body less fuel, your body is going to pull from its storage fat in order to keep you at the baseline and or what you're demanding of your body. Now, if you are overfueling, then it's going to take, it's going to, you know, your body's going to use what it needs to use. And then all the extra is going to put into storage, like for a rainy day. Like, I don't really need all this fuel right now. I'm going to store it. Typically stores it as fat. So cardio doesn't necessarily, I mean, cardio helps you burn calories, but you don't necessarily need that. You could just go into a calorie deficit. Yep. Um, this one is, I really wish I would have known about this. It would have saved me going through like a million different diets. Um, because I, th- I think that every year there's like a new, new, new bad diet. Like whether it's, there's like, there was paleo for a while, there was keto, there was whole 30, there was going vegetarian, going vegan, going this, going that, intermittent fasting, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, all of them in, even elimination that all of them in one way or another are doing what we just said, reducing calories. Exactly. Now you might have certain conditions where you need to be on more of a certain type of diet. Yeah. That's not really what we're We're not talking. We're not talking about that. Like if you have, you know, some sort of autoimmune or some sort of gut issue, like this is strictly, this is strictly fat loss, fat loss, muscle gain. It does not matter. All that matters is, the calories that you're getting in yeah and we're not gonna be like those people <laughs> it is a numbers game and you can eat junk food and lose weight but please don't <laughs> yeah like i mean they did a study where they had a guy eat uh mcdonald's and he stayed below his calorie maintenance he was in a deficit guess what animal he lost weight yeah it won't be fun because you, you'll be hungry and whatnot but, but he also <laughs> there was also other things that happened with him too in terms of his health like exactly so th- we're not recommending that but that's why diets work. Yeah, and that's why we want to say this. Like, just stop the fad. I guess I when I'm referring to that, I'm talking about these fad diets that you see every single year in the magazine. Oh, this person's on, like on an apple diet. And there's <laughs> the yeah. military diet. And it's you stop. Yeah, just calories in, calories out. There's yeah. a few things that can affect that. 
I mean, we've done we've done so many posts on this. We literally just had one on better fat loss. We we posted on our Instagram. Yeah, <clears throat> we were talking about just being a slight calorie deficit. You shouldn't feel like you're cutting. You do run that for a little bit. Lose some weight. Avoid some processed sugars. You'll be set. Yeah. Don't don't complicate this. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Kind of related to diets and stuff. What's number five, Annabelle? The importance of protein. I wish I would have known this when I was younger. I was not consuming enough protein. I just say it like that. It's I was the not mo- most underconsumed macronutrient in most diets. Yeah, it is the building block of all almost all tissue. Of all tissue, especially muscle. Especially muscle, which is the one that I love the most. <laughs> I'm I'm a protein monster now. <laughs> but we wish we would have known to prior, and that doesn't mean t- just taking a protein shake. Like obviously, it can mean that. But we're talking about when you're looking at your meals. You know, looking at your plate, is half your plate protein and the other half? Yeah, that's what we've been advised. That's what we advise. And uh, that's what we mean by prioritizing or the importance of it. It's not saying you need to take all of it from supplements, which we've done a podcast on supplements. Mm -hmm. But we're saying looking at what you're eating, how much protein is in that, how healthy is this, all these different things, prioritize that. I mean... It goes, like, let's say you've been, some people are like, I've been working out, I'm not really gaining a lot of muscle. It could be for a few reason, re- reasons, but maybe start looking at your protein. Are you eating enough grams of protein? Mm-hmm. And are they from high quality? Don't eat a bunch of hot dogs. That's what <laughs> we're saying. Get some grass-fed, ground, grass-fed, grass-raised, ground beef, chicken, you know, yeah. lean meats. Don't eat, you know, hot pockets that say they've and got. And you can use supplements, but try, obviously we always say try to get it mostly from foods. Yeah. Whole foods, high protein sources, good protein sources. And guess what, people? Taking protein powders and even creatine, it's safe and it's not cheating. No. There there are so many people who have, you know, obviously some people cycle, but who've been taking protein powders and creatines their entire life. And guess what? They're still alive and doing well. Yeah. So, and again, we've done a whole episode. So you want to get the quality stuff, you know, don't just get junk. But like anything else, do your research, prioritize protein yes okay what's number four? Ooh. Four and three kind of go a little bit hand in hand what's not yeah <clears throat> uh, but technique matters especially when it comes to compound lifts um i think that one first thing compound lifts are when you're engaging a lot of different muscles with a movement and they're great but a lot of times people have bad form and then they just stop it's, that lift. It, yeah. Um, stop that movement overall, even though there's so many benefits. So some of the combat lift is squat, deadlift, bench, um, power clean, over standing overhead press, etc. But they're great for you. But the thing is you need to be aware of is that you need to have good technique. Yeah. So maybe you start with like an empty bar. Or like a broomstick or something, work on the movements. So, yeah. So, let's just say, um, and we actually just, you know, last episode we did one with Dr. Rutledge and he talked about CrossFit and how a lot of times they've got classes on how to start and working on technique and stuff like that. But let's just say you are one of those individuals where you want to do this on your own. This is what I would recommend for you. And you're not wanting to hire, hire a personal trainer or anything like that. I would do some research. Go to YouTube. Look at, you know, a, quite a few different videos on how to perform a barbell squat. Look at them. See what see what's similar about all of them. See what's different. Kind of take the happy medium of everything. Okay. 
Then start practicing in front of a mirror. Most gyms have a mirror. Then start recording yourself from the back, from the side. You can kind of, and in between sets, look at that recording. It's not a douchebag move to record yourself, especially if you're just trying to hone in on your technique. I did this all the time um, where I would just record myself from the side, from the back, and I would look, oh, I shifted a little bit away there. Oh, the barbell was a little bit low there. Oh, I didn't drive my knees out. And you're giving yourself uh, these external cues between sets on how to check, change your form. You know, look at the video that you saw, look at what it looks like when you do it, and then adapt. Now, again, there's not saying it's that easy and, you know, you might not need help. But if you're one of those people that want to do this on your own, record yourself. Yeah, do record yourself. And there's so many videos out there. Send it to us. We'll form check you. Yeah, do that. Yeah, DM so us. DM us. Email us. Send us the video. We'll critique your form for you. Because oh, you got to record it. Yeah, you got to record it and send it. <laughs> there was one lift that for me was bench press. I think we've talked about it. It used to always my wrist i'm like ah, i hate benji because my wrists are always killing me dude same and it was this subtlety where the bar was in the palm of my hand instead of uh more more over your wrist more over my wrist and it was a slight tilt inward and that did it for me and same here i i i, I could only like max out at like 185 pounds because of how bad it was killing my wrist growing up. And like you said, we, we kind of saw the, the change in our form and you know, yeah. Now that's not a limiting factor for me. No, it's no wrist pain. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, I'm just going to go to the machines and do the, uh, the chest machine and do the other chest machine because I don't have any pain when I do that. Right. So technique record yourself. If you need to hire somebody, hire somebody, send it to us. We'll critique you. Um, which leads us to number three. Yeah. We touched on it a little bit, but, Talk, talk to us a little bit of uh, compound lift and why they might be better to consistently do over isolation movements. Yeah. So something we wish we would have known is to prioritize compound lifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what that means is, as Annabelle said, you're recruiting more muscle. So think about your squats, your deadlifts, you know, bench press. So you could go to a pec fly machine or cable, you know, the cable column machine and work your pecs, right? You're kind of, you're working other muscles too, obviously, but the big emphasis is pecs. Now you look at bench press. Not only is bench press working your chest, it's working your triceps, it's working your anterior delt, it's working a muscle called your serratus anterior, which is stabilizing your scapula. It's working a bunch of different muscles, and that's what we'd call a compound lift versus quote-unquote an isolation lift, which is like the pec fly machine, where you're just solely isolating trying the pecs. Now, those are great. You know, you can do those things. But the key is you're not going to get stronger. You got to do the compound lifts because you can lift more weight, therefore getting stronger. Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of get into this in the next one. Um, but it's the best way because you can recruit the most muscle and you can increase your strength, therefore increasing your size. And then use your isolation lifts as your supplements. Like, okay, I want to round out the chest a little bit more. Now I'm going to do chest flies. But don't just prioritize chest flies over Dude, that was me. bench press. I was... I was on the machines in high school. I was I used to do more for kind of like a bodybuilder split, you know, chest, back, uh, arms, legs. But it was on the machines, and I was. You were um, leaving gains on the table, man. Yeah, I was, but I was leaving so many gains because you will go down on the on the on the pins a little bit. But man, if I would have done more compound lifts, yeah, the numbers would have gone up. And something we wish we'd have known. So. Keep that 
at keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We're not saying don't do isolation lists, but prioritize compound. Absolutely. Okay. Number two, Annabelle. What's number two? This is a big one. Progressive overload. Um, That's just, a, it's <laughs> huge. Ask yourself, if you are doing the same weight a year from now, you're not progressive. I mean, again, unless I'm not talking about injuries and stuff like that. You yeah. are not progressively overloading. Okay. This frustrates me thinking back. But were you were you the uh, three times 10 guy? Three times 10. Oh, my gosh. Was that just like a high school thing that everybody's like, yeah, he's doing two times 10. Yeah, like, I don't know, in high school, it's like, okay, it's a bench workout for baseball. Uh, last time I did, I put the 45s on each side, so I'm going to do that today. Three times 10. And three times 10. And you don't ever think about, well, what if I put a little bit more weight on the bar next time? And and then what if I put a little bit more weight on the bar the following time? And you don't even think about those and things. And sometimes you would do that, but not consistently. It's like, I need to do three times 10 that for, we'll use your example, I won 35 for a whole month. And then I can go up. But you're like, no, 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 no. You're leaving so much on the table. It's people get into a routine. I go to this machine. I do this much weight. And then I move to this machine. And I do this much weight. And then I grab the dumbbell. And I always do this much weight. And it's like, guys, fantastic. I'm glad you're in the gym. I'm glad you're moving. Yeah, because it's better than not. It's better than not. But if you are not seeing progress, it's probably because you're not progressively overloading the muscles. Do a quick recap of how somebody could do that. Okay. Well, what this means is like, so your body, you give your body stimulus, which is the weights, your lifting Mm -hmm. weights or some sort of activity. Your body's going to sink down a little bit because you broke it down. Now you need to recover with some good food and rest. And your body says, I don't want that to happen again to me. So I'm going to go a little bit above baseline. So that next time that same stimulus hits, I'm going to be ready for it. And it's not going to deplete me as much. So then if you do the same stimulus, your body's not going to be depleted. It already adapted to that. You, to trick it, you have to keep progressing, which you can do that by, easy way, adding more weight. That's the easiest way, in my Easiest opinion. way, adding more weight. So if you did 135 pounds, the next time you should try 140 pounds. Again, keeping with you hit all your reps, all your sets, and you have good technique. Another way you can do that is add more repetitions. Now, guys, we did a whole episode on progressive overload, so we, we don't did. want to belabor the point yeah, here. Yeah, we just want to give a quick recap on But that. if you did three sets of 10 with 135, next time try three sets of 12, and then try three sets of 15, and just keep progressing that way. But the easiest way is just add weight. Oh, maybe a sub point. I don't really know. There were so, guys, there were so many different sayings that we wanted to talk about, but maybe rep ranges. Maybe you don't always stick with the same rep range. Play around. Go high. Or maybe go low. Go low. Uh, another thing with that progressive overload, and this is something I wish I would have known, is that muscle size follow. Generally speaking, muscle size follows strength. Okay, and this is what I mean by that. You wanna you wanna get big. You wanna get strong. You wanna get big muscles. You ain't gonna do that by 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 squatting 135 pounds. You gotta be you gotta be increasing your weight. You want your legs to be big, give it a reason to get big. You have to get stronger and then the size will follow. Okay? Yeah. Build the strength and the size will follow. But if you can't squat more than 135 pounds and your legs are little, your legs are gonna stay little yep. until you start increasing the weight and getting stronger. And that's why we were saying it's a little bit easier to aggressively older with adding weight to the bar. Yeah. Then more reps. I mean, you can try that way, but adding more weights. 
but don't deceive yourself by saying, well, I'm just going to do more volume. Like again, volume is a way to potentially grow size. I'm not saying mm-hmm, it's not, mm-hmm. but there has to still be a level. Like look, even look at all the bodybuilders. They are still moving some serious weight around. Oh, yeah. Now are they doing their bodybuilder sets, like three sets, four sets of eight to 12. Yeah. But they're also benching hundreds of pounds more than you are. So stop doing their workouts. Start with building your strength. And then you can start trying to play around with bodybuilder workouts. But guys, muscle size, generally speaking, follows strength. Build your strength. Mm. The size will follow. I wish I would have known that. I love that. So that was number three. Number And that was number two. We are now on number, number one. one. <coughs> this is the biggest one, guys, out of all of these, is that consistency is the most important thing. Consistency is you the can most be important doing thing. a terrible workout program, but if you're consistently doing it, you're probably gonna see results. Good, Maybe not be- as good. best results possible, but good beats great if great isn't consistent. But you're gonna see better than be- better results in the person that's going inconsistently, consistently working out. Yeah, if you're consistently inconsistent, you are not gonna make good results. Nope. So consistency is king it's key whatever phrase you want to put it at is just be consistent and that ties into that number 10 which is see it as a journey yeah because i feel like a lot of times people don't have a a plan post quote-unquote like we've been talking about destination it's like maybe they're consistent for 90 days because they have a big event or they're getting married, you know, something that's going to motivate, it's motivating them to be consistent for a little bit. But then afterward, they're inconsistent. It's, you're, you're not seeing the big picture. You're not going to be able to fully see your destination yet. Destination training, not destination training. training. Yeah. Ooh, we should coin that. We'll coin that destination training, but, it, but it's true. Then you, then you stop and then you're like, Oh man, I, I fell off the wagon. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So guys in order, from 10 to 1. Ooh, ooh, one thing, oh, one thing. Up? With inconsistency. That for me is that, you know, when you're first starting out, all right, you say, ah, it's so easier when you're in shape to do X, Y, or Z. It'll get easier once I get to that point. But here's the thing that for me was huge to realize. Because I was out of shape for a while, and then you're huffing and puffing and, it's hard, but if you're doing progressive overload, it's still gonna be hard. It's still gonna be hard. It's just gonna be different a different kind, kind of, of hard. And that for me was just, when when I learned that, it was like, oh wait, wait a minute. There's not this magical place just because. Because sometimes I don't know. You're out of shape. You see somebody like, man, it's so easy for them to do what they're doing. It's like, well, what they're doing, it's more challenging, and it's still hard for them. So yeah. not to discourage people that it's always going to be hard, but, but it's true. And another thing about consistency, motivation will come, will go. Mm-hmm. Some days you're just motivated to do it, and other days you're not motivated to do it, but you do it. That's what's important, being consistent. Yep. It's 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 Facts don't care about your feelings. No. Facts, <laughs> are, facts are you got to be consistent. Feelings yeah. and motivation come and go. Yeah, so don't rely on motivation too much. So number 10 things that we wish we would have known prior to starting our health and fitness journey. Number 10, it is a journey, not a destination. Number nine, you are never going to look like a bodybuilder. 
but lifting gives you more confidence. Number eight, lifting would have helped me in my sport and not hindered me. Number seven, you can lose weight without cardio. Number six, diets are mostly about calories, whether deficit, maintenance, or surplus, not necessarily the few foods you eat, and that's why they work. Number five, prioritizing and the importance of protein. Number four, technique matters, especially for the compound lifts. Number three, prioritize compound lifts. Mm -hmm. Number two, progressive overload. Muscle size follows strength. Number one, consistency is the most important thing. Boom. Boom. Guys, if you're in high school right now, man. We wish we could be you. We wish we would have known this. You're welcome. So it might sound basic, but these are the best things that we could pass on that we we feel like we wish we would have known. And I think this can help anybody, anywhere, um, I guess wherever they may be when it comes to starting their journey and at any age. This can help you all the way through. Do you have anything else, Doc, that you want to share? Man, that's all that I got for today. All right, guys. I always like to tell you. Remember, you are human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. See you guys. See you guys.